episode 17, Wessex Ways. Who are you, Paul? Hi, Headley. I am Paul Whitewick, and I make videos and put them on YouTube, generally about the landscape and stuff. Who are you, Headley? I am uh, an aerial landscape photographer, and uh, let's roll the music. And and you're out of focus, Paul. Look at you. Oh, now you're back. I'm back in. You see, this is the weird thing. I'm not even drinking beer tonight. I've got my Silverstone mug and I'm drinking decaf coffee. Do you do you specifically drink out of that mug when you've just watched a uh, bit of Grand Prix? Because for the for the viewers and listeners of this podcast, we're filming this as the qualifying for the Qatar Grand Prix has just yeah. finished. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, we, we had a bit of a chat about this. I think we didn't kind of realise that we're both Formula One fans and. I, I go back to the Hackenden days, going to the races, and you go back even further. Well, I, I've not been to any Grand Prix ever, but certainly as a very young kid, I think I'm about, well, certainly pre-10 years old, so that's 87, mm. we were watching mm. it religiously um, with the, sort yep. of the Nigel Mansell days and all early, early mm. days. And, um, yeah, good memories. I haven't, you know, but I haven't watched the Grand Prix in probably the last 10 years, but now all of a sudden... The kids are into it, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm cool with that. Kids are. My kids are into it as well. It's really strange. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I I mean, I used to go, especially in the V10 days, where you could hear the cars 10 miles away and the sound yeah. would blast your head off. It's incredible, yes. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. Wessex Way, uh, for anyone new, the podcast is about uh, basically the old kingdom of Wessex, and Paul looks over things like uh, canals, disused railways, Roman roads, anything to do with history there, and I talk about sort of the walks that I do there and some of the, the photography sessions and uh, places that I visit. Uh, the format of the podcast, usually we start off with a little roundup on where we've been, what we've done, a few notices, and then Paul waffles about uh, whatever his subject is and uh, talk, talks about the films that he makes on YouTube. I'm sure that everybody knows Paul. And then we have a little treasure hunt section, pointless little game, where Paul tries to narrow down where my subject is. Uh, bizarrely, people seem to like it. And then we round, round up with a few comments uh, from the previous episode. So we go out on all the main uh, podcast platforms. We also go out on YouTube and we we harvest those comments from the YouTube comment section of we the do, we gather them in like farmers from the days of old. We do popping them into we do. weaved baskets and um, <laughs> curate them carefully. Uh, so yeah if your comment is good it will end up in our basket and we shall read it yeah. out to the literally like seven viewers that we've got on this wow we've gone up <laughs> <laughs> i think we worked out that we we do have more people listening in via spotify and apple than we do watching on youtube yeah um, yeah that makes but, sense uh, yeah yeah youtube isn't really yeah. a um a podcasting thing as such is no it? so no. but it's it for me and you sat here looking at youtube figures because i spend my life looking mm. at youtube figures 
Yeah, we go, oh my God, we haven't got many views on YouTube. But then you think, hang on a minute, flip over to Spotify and Google Replay, whatever it is, and, 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 and um, Apple. Yeah. And yeah, I think we're, we're, we're getting close to four figures, but you know, whatever. It was yeah. never there for big numbers. It was yeah. always there for me yeah. to just waffle, yeah. wouldn't it? Really? We, we have a loyal listenership for this waffle. Yeah. Uh, and we do bump into them as well. I, I have been bumping into people who know the podcast. Have so, you? Ta- give um, me an example, Headley. Go. Who have you bumped into? Well, I'll tell you what. How about I do that during my piece later? Oh. oh but I will tell you, my printers, my printers, I'll, I'll give you two, though. My printer's father um, is, is a listener, so hello. And oh. Sam, uh, who's my walking buddy, Sam. Uh, yeah. Sam walks a lot on youtube oh, and yeah. twitter yeah so she listens as well so hi sam uh she get a mention later as well um so yeah um and and someone else <laughs> uh, two people i want to give a shout out to my brother-in-law neil as well anyway we're boring people uh <laughs> so uh, what have you been up to what have you been up to Do you know i was just trying to I, we haven't done a podcast for i reckon three or four weeks Headley. we are bad people um yeah and i was do you know what right uh it was pre our one stock talk wasn't it i say our one stock talk alex langland's amazing yeah talk i don't know about you but i found that obviously you found it good i found it yeah. really really interesting and it sort of it really opened so context mm. before i waffle on so um for headley's uh wessex airscapes um a museum piece exhibition is a exhibition. word for Headley. For the exhibition yep. you had a few talks, including Alex Langlands, mm. archaeologist mm. and um T V presentation, everything incorporating. He did a talk on the ones like um yep. alluded to the date, didn't he? And what a great talk that was. I think it sold out within like twenty four hours and rightly so. Yeah. And I did yep. you know, I was really inspired by it because I just thought I tend to just look at the landscape and look at one thing. And I forget mm. about the the extra context that still applies from all these other eras, from boundaries to everything, all pieces in. And he gave this really mm. eloquent talk on the Wandsdyke and split it into sections. And I just found I just thought it made me think that when I'm filming and talking about my one specific subject on that week, it made me think mm. I really need to sort of start thinking about the context of everything else as well. Yeah, the parish boundaries were really interesting and how he put that yeah. into it. And and then I got a bit lost on the whole language because I think he's he's obviously very, very <laughs> I don't know about you, but he's very good at the old English slash Saxon wording, right? Yeah. Like things like Woden's Dyke and stuff like yeah. that. Yes, but he really went yeah. into that, and he, and he and he because he was able to read some of these Anglo-Saxon charters, he found some mentions of, as you say, Wands Dyke or Woden's Dyke or whatever. He found some of these really quite some distance away from where it was known that the Wands Dyke went. So I think down near Lincoln Holt, sort of. Mm. Um, south of newbury there's mention of the wandstike and so all of a sudden mm. because he's got this ability to read a, an anglo-saxon charter and understand it it sort of um helps with your research and that's one area that i think i need huge improvement on um in yeah. terms of my own research but um i just want to add to that because um a few days after that talk um i went out uh with alex langlands uh, yeah. around different sites uh in wiltshire so 
we started off at um, Old Theorem. Yep. And I'm actually doing a book cover for him at the moment. Uh, so we've got some pictures of Old Yeah. Mm. And then we went off to, oh, what's the, uh, there's a hill fort near there. Oh, Figsby, anyway, um, Figsby Ring. Figsby, that's it, Figsby Ring. We went yeah. there. Uh, yeah. And then we went up to Wandstyke. We went to Woden's Barrow, which is the Adam's Grave on Walker's Hill. Yeah. We went to Knapp Hill and we did some aerial photography there because, and he showed me <clears throat> what he showed in the, the talk, the kind of, there's a ledge on the edge of Knapp Hill that yeah. connected with the path there. And there was a Roman enclosure there as well as a Neolithic enclosure on top. Yeah. And that Roman enclosure, you know, it had lots and lots of different things that he'd mapped out. So we sent the drone up and I've got in some aerial shots of the map that he's got. Um, and it was a great day. And the way he reads the landscape when you're there is incredible. We're standing, yeah. standing on Adam's grave and he's just pointing. He's like, and he's really animated. He's like over there. You can see across yeah, there. Yeah. That would have been where they'd have sheep going that way possibly a market up there yeah, and then you'd have the romans coming from that way and he's so animated and yeah. i was more interested in his sort of choreographed dancing <laughs> than actually even what he was saying it was incredible i've got to be so carefully probably listen to this but it was a great day out and yeah what a guy what a guy oh yeah it was, it was, it was an inspirational talk without doubt wasn't it really really good um mm. what else have been up to um i i, I inadvertently purchased a 30 foot map which i think you may have seen because it was in one of our videos recently um it wasn't intended to be 30 foot right so i wanted to print what was called the um the it was a bit of a mistake i wanted to print mm. a copy of the pewtinga table mm. which is um yeah i can't even remember seventh or eighth century map which was a copy of a roman map or um, um an itinerary a a map but it was a map in mm. essence um, and I wanted, I thought, you know what, it'd be really cool if I could print this. So I thought, you know what, forget it. I've got a mate who's um, a printer. So I, I, I tapped him up. He told me what he would have charged. And then I, I paid a little bit less because he said, I'll do it because I like your videos. I'll do it for a bit cheaper. Um, so he printed off this map and I said, look, it's only a, it's only a 15 megabyte file, right? That I could get the biggest mm. file, the biggest resolution file gets 15 megabytes. I said, yeah. but it needs to be 22 foot long because it was 22 foot originally. So how's that going to come out? Is it, is it going to look okay? 15 megabytes to 22 foot. Um, but he, he said, let me just do like a foot of it and I'll see what it looks like. So he did it and it looked amazing. So I was like, right, okay, do yeah. the rest. So he printed it all off for me. So me and Rebecca said, right, yeah, we, it's going to fit in the garden just, right? So we, you know, width wise. So we start rolling out. And there's loads more. And I'm like, this is this is longer than 22 foot. It turns out so he printed this like 33, 30 to 33 foot long. I don't know. He obviously got the resolution, not the resolution wrong, but yeah, he got the scale yeah. completely wrong. So right now downstairs, I've got a 33 foot map of the Roman Empire, which is great. But I don't know what to do with it because I just thought, I don't know, it's going to end up like I don't know, it was sitting in my cupboard rolled up. And then one day, me and Rebecca will die, and someone will go, "Oh God, look what this idiot had!" And they'll just chuck it away or something. So I think, do you know what? I'm I need to, holding back. I, I, I need to give it to a museum oh. or something. I don't know, but yeah, you see, it's, yeah, you're unique. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it wasn't supposed to be thirty foot long, Headley. So if that's any any mitigating circumstance, yeah, I don't know. 
Mind you, some of some of the OS maps, you know, you remember in the car, you used to hold yeah. a fold out map, and they they were, you know, they're felt like, like they four were thirty square, aren't they? Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Yeah, we no, don't probably. do that anymore, do we? No one really map reason. I, you know, we've gone full circle, and I'll make this point in Sunday's mm. video. We've gone full circle, right? Mm. So the Romans yeah. used itineraries, so lists, because mm. although it's a map, it's not really a map that you'd get out and go, right, where are we going? You'd use yeah. it as an itinerary. You'd go, I need to go from that town to that town to that town to that town to that town. Then mm. we went to maps. Then we've now gone back to itineraries. We we all use Google Maps right? mm. or a sat-nav. Yeah, that's an itinerary. It's not a map, is it? You know, we're gone in the days no. when you'd get your four foot OS map out, Headley, and like you say, mm. shove it in your driver's face. And yeah, and I don't know, maybe we've gone full circle in a, in a weird way. But you, it's, it's, in a way, it's good for the convenience, but in a way, it's a shame. You go to meet people, you know, and they say, Oh, which way did you come? You're like, oh, I don't know, I just followed Google. Yeah, you know? really good point. And you miss yeah. stuff as well, don't you? Because wait, yeah, guarantee now, go and get a, an OS map off your shelf. It would take you two seconds to find something you don't know what it is. Even on your yeah. local map, you'd go, oh, there's an earthwork mm. there or there's a something there. Mm. You wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, anybody could do that. And I, that's what I love about the old OS maps is you can just like lose yourself in the oh, landscape. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a beautiful thing, isn't yeah. it, I think. Yeah, but yeah other, absolutely. Other that, I've just been doing the usual stuff. Explore, we explored the Lempster Canal and all of its wonderful aqueducts. That's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Some really sketchy tunnels, um, all sorts of. Yeah, I've seen like some of the stuff. pictures. I mean, I'm intrigued by that. There's some uh, mm. tunnel pictures that you've been putting on Facebook and Twitter and yeah. Instagram. It's been quite a while since we've had a good old, um, like a proper abandoned explore of an abandoned railway mm. or canal or something. So the, we've got two videos coming up now, which are abandoned canal full of lovely old falling apart stuff. And uh, mm. yeah, quite excited to produce those actually. But this week, this week, nice. this Sunday, we've got a video coming out, and it's called, um, oh yeah, it's called "Everything You Know About Roman Roads Is Wrong." Dang, dang, dang. Sounds a bit clickbait. Wow, well, you, you're re rewriting history and cutting off Cornwall. Yeah. Um, wow, well, yeah, that was good. That was good. That was a really good video. I, I got. I got a bit entranced with that one. It was, um, I think it was slightly longer than your normal videos. And yeah. it, 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 it told a bit of a story. And I, I like the fact that you covered every sort of topic that you usually cover. In other words, canals, yeah, railways, Roman yeah. roads. It, uh, yeah, da, 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 da. You know, it, it, everything yeah. that you usually, it had a little bit of everything in there, the um, irony, which was good. The irony of that was, Eddie, though, we mm. missed, the due to time, we missed the one route that genuinely did cut off Devon and Cornwall. I, I mentioned mm. it. It was a medieval mm. route called the Mariner's Way or something. And it went from um, Bude. What's north of Bude? Barnstable? It went from mm. Barnstable down to like Torquay. There's a proper Mariner's mm. route with crosses all the way along it. The old crosses on Dartmoor. All the way across Dartmoor. Mm. And we, I just didn't yeah. have time. I'd have to, That's a whole video in itself, I think. So a trip to Dartmoor, yep. Dartmoor is on the cards for the Mariners' way. Nice. I love Dartmoor. I go there when I, well, I'm going to go there when I pick my son up at Christmas uh, from Plymouth. Uh, cool. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there's a lovely few old railways just north of there. We talked about it, didn't we, in a previous podcast? The Prince mm. Town. Yeah, we did. Um, That's right. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Nice. I've, I've waffled for quite a long time, Eddie. What about what about you? What have That's you been to other than the same oh, stuff? Well, as I'm going to. Tr try to cut down my waffling i mean it's been a while and the point is you know with the kids 
back at school, I'm, you know, every other day I'm going somewhere. So I'm not going to read an entire list out. But uh, <laughs> I have... Stand back. <laughs> but, right. Today I went, uh, again, I'll cover this in the future. I did um, walk around the Letcombe, so Letcombe Bassett, Letcombe Regis, Letcombe Brook, went to Segsby Castle. I've been to Pusey Downs to do walk there three times, and that's a nine-mile walk that I do, <laughs> uh, including uh, uh, actually a fourth time because of Alex. Went with Sam. Sam walks a lot. Great YouTube channel. Um, I'm not being paid to promote this. Um, and she and I, we've done two walks, actually. We did the Pusey Downs walk, so Tan Hill, Milk Hill, Adams Grave, etc. We also did Watership Down, Ladle Hill and White Hill in the rain. That was a really, really good walk. Yeah. Um, we had Patrick's Lecture, which was sold out. We had, and so that was on contemporary arts, aerial photography and the Wiltshire landscape. We had Alex Langlands doing Wandsdyke. We had David Abrams, uh, mm. my uh, my equivalent, I suppose. Well, equivalent's not a good word. He's better than me, but uh, aerial photographer um, talking about his Atlas of Aerial, his Aerial Atlas of Britain at the exhibition. Uh, I did Lowbury Hill a couple of times with the Ridgeway. Um, I did a walk around the Chilterns, went to Old Sarum. Wayland Smithy, Ashbury House, Alfred's Castle, great walk. Uh, I want to cover that sometime. Um, beautiful area there. Um, Charlbury Hill. I did a walk out to uh, Wiltshire, Charlbury Hill along the Ridgeway. Yep. Charlbury Hill is an interesting topic as well. Um, I went out to with David Carson to take some aerial pictures. I'm not going to say where, but of a potential hill fort. Uh, so looking at that. And I was also I went to the Isle of Wight. I think I might have covered this actually with my mum and my sister and my eldest son. I don't know if that's before or after the last uh, podcast. And I was on another podcast. I've been unfaithful. I was on... Uh, ah, no, I was on The Drone Show, which is a, oh, wow. uh, a weekly Wednesday night podcast. Uh, so there's these four uh, drone pilots who look at other people's videos and, you know, and they're really good, really good videos. Mm. And every week they have a special guest. And a couple of weeks ago, that was little old me. Cool. So um, I've got a few notices. So that's everything I've kind of done, really. And yeah. I got all of that from my Instagram because that's the only way of finding out. <laughs> um, I started a new Facebook group called UK Hillforts. Uh, so um, it's pretty good. We're up to, I don't know, 70 members at the moment but um if you um, we've got david abrams in there as well so that's quite a catch yeah. um so uh, basically people in there posting pictures of hill forts uh stories about hill forts uh, stuff like that's really good um so yeah it's free to join just look up uk hill forts on facebook yeah. and if you've got anything to contribute it'd be nice to have people contributing um oh yeah and i also we did another walk around avebury uh, the last walk for the exhibition. So after the Brand Camp, we did Avebury, and that was a really nice, really nice day, hot day. Yeah. Uh, ended up at the chapel in Avebury having a nice drink at the end of it, and very hot day. Mm. Um, and there was, I think, 20 of us on that walk, so again, quite well well uh, attended. Yeah. Uh, and this, the exhibition's been well attended. It's been really good. Everything mm. we've done, the, the three walks, the three talks have been sold out, and, you know, uh, as, as was the private viewing, uh, as you know. So it was. It's just been really good, and I just think you know I want to give everyone a big thanks for coming along. Uh, I don't know how many people who listened to this actually came, but 
Uh, it's great. And uh, I even sitting on Charlbury Hill and I had my brief moment of fame where this guy sitting next to me and he's saying, is that your drone? I went, yep, that's my drone. He went, you, you like drone stuff. You should head out to the devices yeah. as an exhibition. <laughs> Genius. But, I love it. Yes. Um, so that's that. Um, one slight blight on everything. I think everyone listening to this knows, and by the time people hear this, it's a little bit old news. Sycamore Gap. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, now, I had to walk a bit of a tight line because I administer the Ridgeway and ancient tracks of Britain and Ireland. I got it right that time. Uh, no, UK and Ireland. Yeah, UK and Ireland group <laughs> on, on Facebook. And obviously there was a bit of an outpouring about Sycamore Gap and a lot of people feeling as sick in the mouth as I did about it. But, of course, the first rule on the group is etiquette and being polite to each other and so there were a few f's and c's and uh mm. you know i left i left the uh the uh little bastard comments but uh yeah. anything that had a you know um swear word in i had to unfortunately delete although nodding in agreement a little yeah. bit um but that's a real shame isn't it it's damaged the wall apparently and there's discussions on whether or not it will actually regrow um and yeah. i know this is outside of wessex but i think yeah, everyone listening yeah. to this podcast probably had the same feeling you know yeah. when they they heard about it it's the bizarre thing is it it's such a such a random act of violence that seems to be aimed at nothing i mean i don't know the story behind it if there is a story behind it yet other than this i say kid 16 17 year old was arrested um decided to chop down one of the most iconic well, no. trees in the country yeah. And no, it wasn't him in the end. He was let oh. go and they arrested a, a 60-year-old man. Really? So, oh, yeah. God. So I'm narrowing it down to disgruntled National Trust employee or maybe local farmer who disgruntled with something. Oh, I don't it's know. Just, it's just a bit, even if you're disgruntled with the National Trust, for whatever reason, you're, you're not you're, uh, just like you're not harming them. You're harming no. everybody that has a little yeah. bit of themselves oh. in that area or, or oh, it's just bizarre thing, and it? it it goes beyond that because that then becomes in many people's eyes symbolic of broken britain etc etc yeah. and you, you know and it it's it's just a, it's a shame because it was so iconic and but then you think about it it's also so fragile i mean you know someone anyone with a chainsaw could have cut it down and if it grew shoots again they could easily be cut down and it just shows how things that used to be fragile or things that are there that are fragile just don't seem to be safe anymore you know we had no, the, no. the 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 pub in birmingham you know the the leaning pub thing yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah, the yeah. wonky pub i went there for it was great i went there for a drink and i felt drunk as soon as i got in it because everything's leaning but um <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah to see that go up in sure. flame it burnt down and then you know got demolished and mm. you know it just seems that i don't know maybe it's me getting old but nothing seems sacred nowadays you know i quite, so. quite agree Eddie. yeah quite agree mm. it's, it's the bizarrest bit of news i think we've seen in years it, you know and yeah. trying to fathom a reason in anyone's mm. head why you do that you mm. know it's, mm. it's not a spare of the moment thing it's not a a crime of passion mm. it's just a, a premeditated mm act of madness really but yeah 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 sad times. yeah sad times but yeah anyway. right so what we do now um we will go to whatever you're going to talk about 
then we do the treasure hunt and what I'm going to talk about. And then at the end, we will read out some comments from people who have been viewing on the YouTube. That sounds Hi. good to me. I, I, I normally I kind of want to sit and waffle about a video that I've done and the kind of the behind the scenes about it and the, and the extra bits. Because I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast is because I thought, wouldn't it be good to be able to talk more on a subject? Because when you do a video, it's got to be 12 to 15 minutes or whatever. Mm. And you, as you said, you chop bits apart to try and squeeze them all in. Yeah, last week's video was longer, but my goodness me, it started at 50 minutes before I started editing that. Got it down to under 20 minutes just. And I thought this week I'm going to I'll mix it up. Because do you remember a couple of weeks ago, Edley, we were, oh, somebody put a picture online. Tim Dore put a picture of um potential henge. And in, in me and Tim Dore were talking about, and you as well, we're talking about yes. this henge, yes. wherever it was. And you said something like, oh, I can see a white video hatching as we speak. And so like that. I thought, oh, that's yeah. really cool. And yeah. I thought, do you know what? The birth of a white wig yeah, video. Birth of, so I want to talk about the birth of a white wig video right now. Um, because today I was looking at milestones, right? Because in our a video a few weeks back, we found a few milestones on Salisbury Plain. Um, there's an old route called the Old Slow Coach that went across Salisbury Plain. And we found a couple of milestones. It was great. Obviously, they're from like, I don't know, 1760 or something like that. And they're lovely because you can still see Serum and you can still see Bath on them. And then you can see the, the mileage in Roman numerals, which is great. And then I'm kind of thinking, do you know what? I keep keep coming across things which talk about Roman milestones. And I'm kind of thinking, oh, I really want to do a video on it. And how would I call, what would I call it? And I think I'd call it, I found a Roman milestone or something like that. And I just thought, right, let's do a bit of research. Is it possible to go out there with a lot of knowledge in your head that you've studied? You've studied where the centres were, where milestones have been found, where if you if I said to you, right, Headley, go and find a Roman milestone, what research are you going to do to give you your best guess at a few locations? And I kind of thought, do you know what? So today I've been doing that and I've been trying to research right where a Roman milestone has been found, what's their purpose? And it some of the stuff that just come across is just amazing. The the end goal is, oh my goodness me, that would be impossible, close to impossible, for countless different reasons. So that's not, yeah, I'm not going to find a Roman milestone. It's like a one in a million chance of doing that. But I just thought, you know what? There's, there, it's got legs as a video because it's fascinating. Mm. So just to give it a little bit of like history in the context of this, so a Roman milestone were supposedly placed every Roman mile, which is a thousand million or a milli. A milli meaning a thousand, which is like a double pace of a Roman um, march or whatever you want to call it. And um, that was 1,618 yards. Obviously, that yeah, a mile is different to now. It's like 150 yards more. Um, and there's so many little quirks and facts I didn't realise. Um, so the first so bear in mind, the Romans came here in what, 43 A.D., of the milestones that have been found in this country, there's around, I think there's around 100 that have been found at some point in this country. And the first, you can, you could say, presuming you can read them. So let me get mm. myself right. 20 of those 100 
So 20%, 20 of them are illegible. You can't read them. So you can almost put hmm. those to one side. The remaining 80 don't date before um, Hadrian's Wall. So roughly, uh, I don't know, 118, 120 AD. So every Roman milestone that's been found dates to after Hadrian's Wall. So you could almost say, well, the Emperor Hadrian introduced Roman milestones in Britain, potentially, unless someone goes out and finds one that's dated earlier. But that hasn't been done yet. So from Hadrian to 100 years later, only five milestones have been found that date from Hadrian 120 AD to 220 AD, only five Roman milestones in this country, which is crazy. And then you can split that down over the next sort of few hundred, a couple of hundred years, where let's say um, from 2009 to 2035, three have been discovered. I'll wrap this up because this sounds really boring. But from 2035 to 2068, yeah. 20 were found. And then the next right. 50 years after that, another 20 were found. So it's quite a cluster. So in the sort of the, the third century, from 2030 to 20... No, from 2030 to 300 AD, the majority mm. were found, updated, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely fascinating. So um, what else have I got written down that, that would be of interest? Um, so of those 80 in this country that you mm. can read, so 80 milestones that you can read, let me get this yeah. right, only five of them serve a purpose. Does that make sense? So yeah. Only five of them contain travel information, i.e., five miles to Bath, five miles to Silchester, or whatever it was called at the time, um, or in Latin. The re the rest of them that have been found are all, um, let's call it honorific. So it's Emperor Hadrian, the greatest emperor of all time, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then they may have contained mileage along the bottom, but it was probably scraped off. So probably 90% of milestones that are found in this country are not milestones because they're basically, oh. they're basically like us now saying, God save the King and putting a, a, put a poster up or something, you know, which mm. people would do, which is, which is fine. So it, it would help the Romans potentially let them know who their leader was. You imagine you're approaching a town or you're approaching a, you're the mm. next civilization where you're going to stop for the night. And all you've got is Emperor Hadrian, Emperor Hadrian, well, you know, on that journey, my goodness me, you you know who's the leader, you know who the leader is, because that's all mm. they contained. So, um, yeah. So basically, the other the fact that pertains to that is, um, no, ah, oh yeah, here we go. So no Roman milestone that was erected after the third century Emperor Florianus included mm. any travel details whatsoever so the vast majority of these were all just proper not propaganda propaganda is the wrong word isn't it yeah just o token yeah yeah yeah, honorific, yeah and you just think okay so presumably let's say this country was covered in milestones because you presume it would be maybe maybe not i assume they've just been robbed out used for other things they were all often redone they were often reshaped 
you know, because at the end of the day, an emperor might last five years, so they have to scrape a bit off. Um, mm. I was reading another article I read, um, had a guess at working out the shape of them, and he came to the conclusion that the more square or slightly rectangular ones were found. Let me get this right because I don't want to do him an injustice. Um, some suggested that cylindrical ones were f- type of road. Yeah, for, for the main road. So the most of the ones that were cylindrical, as in completely round in shape, were for main roads and the rectangular ones were for any other reason. Now that fits because there was one found near my hometown of Andover, about four miles north of Andover. That's now currently in Salisbury Museum. And again, it was an honorific one. There was no mileage on there. It was honorific. Stuck and it was rectangular, slightly rectangular shall we say so it's potential that he's right that the roman roads the main public public circus or was a circus publicus they were cylindrical and the square ones were just random stuck anywhere because the one found near andover was near a villa it was obviously marking the, an old b road or a, um what do they call it an actus like a broadway a beast of burden way fascinating absolutely fascinating and um yeah what else that's, that's probably all the little random facts. but So I thought, right, okay, how do you find a Roman milestone? So I'm thinking, yeah. right, you need you, you need to be thinking where the towns were, where any have already been found that, you, that were probably in situ where they first started, not broken up and shoved in a hedge, and work out, right, okay, do a mile circle around it or a 1,618-yard circle around it, and if it fits that it's not in a field or not on a main road, that could be potentially like an, I don't know, somewhere that's old and untouched for a long time. Places like Savanac Forest, which haven't been touched in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Places like that where you can have a bit of a route around. I, I wonder how plausible it would be to find a Roman milestone. So um, Roman roads are, are you know, famous for being straight. Um would it be that you know you say draw a mile circle but if roads have corners or kinks or some something would they still be measuring along the road itself yeah so sorry what i mean is i mean yeah yeah find where you would find where one has been found so yeah yeah point a okay get yourself your your protractor or or your compass and and do a you know a round circle and go okay well that way and that way 1618 yards there should be one somewhere on that road Okay, yeah. you're not going to farm on there because it looks like it's the middle of a field and it's going to be ploughed to death. Just keep working on that theory and maybe, just maybe. But don't forget, Hedley, this weekend's video is called Everything You Know About Roman Roads Is Wrong. So is that last statement correct? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh there in, could be a twist yet. There could be a twist. I see what you did there. There could be a twist. Could be a twist. <laughs> So my, my my little fear is I want to find a Roman milestone. It's highly unlikely it's going to happen. But do you know what? What fun looking. Yeah, but if you could locate like where Silchester was and yep. stuff like that, maybe that, that could be a gold mine. I don't know. I, well, well, you I say Silchester, right? But makes the, no difference. Yeah. yeah. At Silchester, there is hmm. something called the Imp Stone. I didn't even know this existed, but an Imp Stone at Silchester. And it's said to be a hmm. Roman boundary stone, right? Mm. And someone suggested, well, hang on a minute. How many other Roman boundary stones have been found in this country? Zero. None. Not one other. So 
is it actually a milestone that was originally a milestone scraped down redone as honorific or boundary like um i don't know but yeah you're right it plot your mm. center of silchester or mind you this is a good question was it from the center of a town or was it from the gates another question that's important need to mm. know that yeah so there we go headley right anyone in the wow. comments want to add to my quest this is the evolution of a video i found a roman called i found a roman milestone but i haven't found it yet the evolution um, so people in the comments below, how am I going to find a Roman milestone is the question. And you should also offer people in the comments if the information is used in one of your videos, maybe you could quote them and quote their name, bit of I mean, moment of fame and stuff. If, you know? if they're not completely off their rocker, then they can be in the video as well if they really want to be Headley. You know, why not? Chuck them all in. We can have a little crowd turn up. Or is that unwise? You'd have to be. You'd have to be off your rocker. You'd have to be. Yeah, fair play. Fair well, play. I've been and, there. And that, that I've been there. Because you're there. <laughs> Technically, from the three videos of yours I've been in, there's a 33% of injuring yourself if you're in one of Paul's videos. 33.3% <laughs> recurring chance ahead. 33.3% fall over at some point. <laughs> we should tell our viewers Hedley, we've got a video planned haven't we well we've got one planned at all but we are we're we're hatching another little idea for a video yeah planned, yeah we should totally do in the next couple of weeks i think um yeah i think so <clears throat> and if you don't fall over well your stats go down to 25 percent. true that's if, true if you do fall over they'll go up to 50 <laughs> Let's try and get these stats down for me, shall Let's we? Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm done waffling, Headley. Let let the viewers um, help. Right? How do we find a Roman milestone? Yeah. No one's found before. No one knows about. Let's do this. Yeah. I think that's good. And you can, you know, we can use this podcast platform to get assistance on videos as well, because you know we tend to have viewers and listeners who are fairly knowledgeable. Um, about you know the subjects that we cover and we do get some interesting comments about the subjects that we cover and so if there's anything that can help you with one of your videos yeah. then this is one of the good mechanisms to get it so it's, yeah. it's very e i was talking to a friend today it's very easy for people to think because mm. i make videos about this i'm like an expert and i'm an academic and i've really known my beans i don't really i just love it and i love learning so i find a subject that interests me and I try and immerse myself mm. in it and try and learn about yeah. it. And sometimes people misconstrue that, not in a negative way, but mm. um, you know, great example, the lovely people at the Roman Roaders Research Associations think I'm an expert. And they've sent they send me people's details. Oh, get in touch with Paul. He's a self correspondent. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's nice, but, but it's I'm, also... <laughs> I'm even more so when I'm in one of your videos. You basically script it so I sound like an expert. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the video is about until I turn up. It's brilliant. Where's my lines? But, oh, well, I'm saying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Although apart, I will make an exception for the source of the Thames video we did because well, did I was. I, to be fair, yeah. I, I think I was. I was the researcher behind that. You so I enjoyed. Were, yeah. That's that was the best one. I enjoyed that. In fact, people listening, if they want to watch you know, a, a cool YouTube video filmed in the middle of winter and we're searching for the actual source of the Thames. Oh, uh, cool, just look up 
There was a lot of that was freezing cold. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. It was a perfect blue sky. Yeah. The ground was frosty, and we were looking at uh, three different sources, which potentially could be the source of the Thames, mm. uh, rather mm. than Thames Head. And I really, really enjoyed doing that. That was a great video. Mm. So yeah, yeah, and I was I've Rebecca. Got, I've got in some that. good locations planned for our next one, Headley. A little bit of um, good. mild good. trespassing thrown in there for good measure. It's all there. Oh, it's bring it on! Everything. Bring it on! Bring it on! Bring it on! <laughs> Every it, single landowner has just unfollowed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it time I got um, the map out, Edley? Is it time I... I, I think it is. Uh, this is where you morph into Annika Rice. Yeah. Sort of older, bearded version of Annika Rice. And we do a hugely truncated and tedious um, <clears throat> form of treasure hunt to find out where I'm talking. Yeah. Before we do that, I've actually got to find it myself. <laughs> Well, I've just brought a map up for the for the um, for the I'll describe it for the purpose of the people that are not watching on YouTube. Um, I parked myself at Marlborough High, no Marlborough Low Level Station, um, which is right. where I'm starting my journey, and I'm probably miles away. I'm not feeling okay. confident, Eddie, so I'm probably miles away. No, well, I'm looking at an OS map and online, so Bing Maps, you can get OS interface. Yep. Um, no, you're not near it. No, so I'm not near it. Okay, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with cold. You start with cold. That's fine. Well, I feel like because we've been on a bit of a Roman uh, chat, or I have. Let's leave the site of Cutinio, uh, which is in. Now I, you look at a map and you pronounce it Mildenhall, but apparently all the yokels right. pronounce it Minel. So either way, we're going to leave Minel. And we're going to head um, up the River Kennet direction to the east along what would have been right. Roman Road number four, I think. I'm not even sure. Who knows? Are you heading heading towards Hungerford direction? Uh, that's a good question. I think I am. East. Uh, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, completely. So yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're mar marginally warmer. Marginally warmer. I need to take a big chunk. No, I need yeah. to take a big. Let me zoom out, Ed. Let me zoom out. Oh, let's keep on the Roman road because there is a bit of the Roman road then north of. Oh, look at that! Yeah, there is. Never knew that. Sorry, I'm sidetracked completely Hayley, by this map. This is a problem in the West maps. Fine, fine. Um, right, I'm zoomed right out. I've I've zoomed hugely out, and I'm heading towards Reading. Hayley, I'm heading towards Reading. Oh wow, Reading. that's a big bite. You've I, you've gone a long way there. I have, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're a lot warmer. Okay. You you are a lot warmer. Yeah. All right. So we're we're at Reading. Yes. Uh, famous battle, 871, between Saxons and the Danish. Saxons lost. Did they actually? Ooh, awkward. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking if I head north, that would be a good idea. Oh, wow, it's getting warm. Okay. It's well, getting warm. I'm, a, I'm Henley on Thames now, don't you know? Oh, oh. wow, you, you're... you're. I wouldn't say practically on fire, but you're you're the warmest you've been so far. All right, this is good. Um, Henley on Thames. I've only ever been to Henley on Thames once. I I I was in a um, pantomime. Long story. Included. Bet you're. Yeah. If, if I, I, I was. Wow. Well, I, I was. Um, well, there's some more listeners gone. Um, I was. Uh, <laughs> I worked. I worked in uh, Henley on Thames for ten years for an investment firm. Oh, well, now was... now the viewers really are dropping off, Headley. I know, but it wasn't in, it wasn't investing. I was the uh, <laughs> I I was I, I looked after the disaster recovery and crisis management. Oh my IT. goodness me! 
God, it's boring, isn't it? Now, how about I ran up really and told you that my role in the pantomime mm. was to let off a party popper for Angie Best and John Medeski. How about that? Yeah, see, now now we've gained... Oh, we're Henley on Thames. Henley on Thames. <laughs> right, Henley on Thames. Let's head north. Um, oh, you are, yeah, okay. A little bit warmer if you're heading north, yeah. Oh, a little, little bit warmer. You've got the Oxfordshire Way heading north, actually. I, uh, I can't see that. Oh, yes, I can. Do I want to no. stay on that? Should I stay on the Oxfordshire Way? Uh, I would probably take the Fairmile Road instead. Uh, where's the Fairmile Road? I don't know this area, Heather. This is bad. I know nothing of Green Road out of Henley, going to the northwest. North northwest. That's the Oxfordshire yeah. Way, isn't it? Ooh. Oh, well, the fam- yes, 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 yes. Right, okay, mm. fine. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, nettle bed. <gasps> There's an old railway. Oh, ow, 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 ah, crikey, it's getting warm. You're getting really warm. Again, I'm going to complete subject. Have you seen in nettle bed? There's an old lime kiln in the middle of a street. Yes. Yeah, I have. I haven't seen and it yet. there was a uh, a there was a sinkhole there as well when really? I used to work. Not not because of me, but uh, <laughs> in the woods. So you've got you see where it says if you zoom out a little bit, you've got it says old kiln. Yes, just there, just there, um, in the woods. There, there was a big sinkhole that appeared. Mm. Um, that's useless nettle bed information. There. There you go. Um, I mean, am I keeping on with nettle bed? Yeah, I would. I would. You're on my you're on my commute route now. Yep. Am I really? You commute that way. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. More picturesque. Yeah. Is is it got anything to do with Grimm's Ditch? To the west of Nettlebed and Nuffield. Yeah. Right. Stop. 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 I stopped. I've stopped. You've got there. You've got there. Nuffield. Yeah. Get, get off. That wasn't get... too painful. Yeah. Was it, that was good. You got there. So Nuffield Common. Um. So. I did a walk, uh, and as many of listeners probably would have predicted this because they found out about how these treasure hunts are done, and you haven't yet. Um, <laughs> I really have. One day you'll one, really, really one day you'll find out, and it'll all be over. I don't um, want that to happen, Eddie. I'm not going to try. No, no, try. no. Don't try. So I did a walk, um, Hilton walk. I've, I've realised that I've been trudging the ridgeway for years and years and years uh but it's very rare that i trudge the ridgeway through the chilterns and the reason the main reason for that is well there's two reasons first of all i like the openness of the berkshire downs and so that's and it's closer to me uh but the other reason is there's a lot of restricted airspace around there oh, is because it? of airfields such as benson you've got an f and yeah. uh, no oh, fly yes. zone Benson. So what I did is for this walk, I wanted a very hilly walk. Excuse me. I wanted the ridgeway, and the ridgeway is very different through the Chilterns than it is uh, up until well, you, the ridgeway is basically in two halves. You got the bit from Avebury to about Goring, and then which is the, the sort of the ancient ridgeway, uh, which follows the line of the hills. It's very open. You can see for miles, and then it changes because at Goring it kind of follows any road or path that it can up and down the sides of the hills through the woods and a lot of it is not bridleway it's just footpath so it means that you can't cycle you can't 
go on a horse or anything like that along yeah. there. Obviously, no motor vehicles. So the Ridgeway is a very different beast when it goes the second half of it going up through the Chilterns. Yeah. And I've explored bits of it, but I hadn't really done the area that I go the most, actually, because I drive there, uh, this bit here. So if you can find Nuffield Church. Uh, yep. Right. So yeah, let me start there. It's a church in Nuffield. Yeah, I'm just quickly checking. There's no other church. No, it's it's next to where it says the White House. Yeah. Um, so Nuffield Church uh, is, is a funny little church. Um, I've stopped there on my bike because I used to do like 100-mile bike rides over the Chilton when I was about four or five stone lighter. And uh, Nuffield Church was kind of, it was close to home. It's the last sort of 15, 16 miles. And so we'd stop there and use the tap to fill the bottles up. And they used to keep biscuits and stuff out in there as well. It's very nice. Mm. It's also where I think it's the church where David Frost was buried. So mm. at his funeral, you had people like Ronnie Corbett. Uh, I think Jonathan Ross, I might be wrong on that. but uh, So it's it's got a bit of a, you know, recent history about it. Um, I've got some, a little bit about it up here. It's a small Norman Norman church remodeled in the early 14th century when the north isle was added located at one of the highest points in the southern chilterns because mm-hmm. it is a climb up there on a the bike yeah. uh, in uncapped flint with stone dressings the south arcade is 14th century and in the north all are 14th century windows in norman openings in 1850 the chancel was restored by benjamin ferry and the windows and piscina are of that date there are medieval tiles in the chancel the 15th century roof to the nave has molded ribs and decorative carved bosses. The cylindrical Norman font is inscribed in Lombardic letters. Um, I didn't just obviously get that all off the top of my head. That mm-hmm. is on the Nuffield Holy Trinity uh, website, obviously. Um, so um, I walked from there, and if you look at the map, the Ridgeway is really strange here. So this is where anyone who's walked the Ridgeway along the the Oxfordshire and Wiltshire sections in the south they're they're not used to this because as you can see immediately it crosses Huntercombe Golf Club now the the Ridgeway at this point as it gets to the Golf Club it's a single track path very narrow and then when you get to the Golf Club you're crossing basically three fairways and a driving range yeah now I think here that the footpath has priority over the golfers. There go a load more listeners. Um, <laughs> I'd say you're right, so, though, surely. I, I don't know. But what you do is the, the footpath disappears and you're just presented with the golf course. Yeah. And so what happens is you have, instead of following the footpath, you follow these markers. And they're kind of, uh, I think they're kind of like white posts with a black top or other yeah. way around. I can't remember. But but you have to follow one to the other. So you get to the side of one of the, the ranges and you look across opposite. And when you find the marker, you've then got to make your way around bunkers and everything to yeah. there. You go through a little bit of woods and then r- rinse and repeat, basically. Yeah. So it's an in- interesting bit of the ridgeway. Uh, there's no actual path there. And you come out on the, the A4130, um, which uh, is a very busy road. Uh, and that's on the scarp of the hill. Um, there's a little lay-by down there where I stop sometimes on the way back from work uh, just to, you know, because you're sort of falling asleep behind the wheel after 15 hours of being out in the morning and you, mm-hmm. you kind of uh, stop there and get, you know, breath of uh, fresh air. Yeah. But the, the Ridgeway then goes through a little <clears> wood. Now, the problem, you have the first problem here that this would be the ideal 
autumn and winter walk because of the trees and everything. But it's also, I think you'd have to rule it out completely in late autumn and winter because the footpath down through this wood and later on becomes really, really steep and yeah, slippery. It does look, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you've got exposed chalk, you've got mud. Um, the, the Ridgeway then crosses two fields separated by the Chilton Way in the middle. So the Chilton Way runs through um, a line of trees, you go through that, and then you climb up across this field, and then you you go up and up and up, and you get to, and the, the sound of the traffic on the 4130 disappears, and you get to Uelm Park, which is a big kind of mansion stroke manor house. Yeah. Um, you've, you've just passed uh, Nuffield Place uh, back there on the right, which is a National Trust property, great property. Um, who was it? Is it the guy started? Uh, oh, I should have brought this on the screen. Uh, Nuffield Place. Nuffield. This is uh, preparation for you. Uh, Nuffield Place. Okay. Nuffield Trust. So, uh, except cookies. Yes, yes, yes. And then it disappears. Ah, <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, so, facilities. Blah blah blah. Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to rattle on about Nuffield Place. Um, it's it's a great place to visit if you've got a National Trust membership. What I will say is the bluebells are perfect there when they come up. Yeah. yeah. So I was at Uelm Park, and the problem here is the Ridgeway is uh, it's kind of bordered on both sides by a fence. Um, yeah. And I went through the gate, shut the gate, walked along a bit, and then right in front of me was a big snarling dog yeah. um, bearing its teeth at me, uh, which is another reason not to do this walk um and it was looking at me and it did the sort of the ratchet system if i moved forward a step it moved forward a step <laughs> and if i'm if i moved back a step it moved forward another step <laughs> and so i couldn't see this ending well to be honest with you and it wasn't a little yappy thing this was a big you know you know oh, crikey uh doberman i can't remember what it is but hugely so i did what any normal person would do and i got my drone out yeah. And because uh, my drone's quite big and I put it in the air and the dog stopped growling as soon as the drone yeah. was in the air, but it didn't go away. And so I edged the drone forward and the dog took a step backwards. And so then it was full stick forward and the dog went off yelping. So um, anyway, I don't know whose dog that is. Probably lost another listener there. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, and it was great because you could then put the drone up and, and look uh, everything from above to make sure there's no dog there and I could walk through. So the Ridgeway goes through Yuan Park and it goes off to the uh, the northeast uh, around Herod, Harriet's Plantation and Jacob's Tent. And then you've got a massive downhill through the woods and you drop, yeah. I think, I'm just trying to see on here, 1,500, yeah, So you're dropping about nine. 70 maybe 80 meters yeah. down to Collier's Bottom and Ladies Walk there. You turn right to go up to the east and that takes you to Swinkham House and Swinkham Church, St Boltoff's Church in Swinkham. Now St Boltoff's Church is absolutely beautiful. It's in the middle of no so Swinkham is kind of this this valley that goes up the scarp of the Chilterns. Yeah. It's a fame, favourite cycling route, people. A lot of people like to go up Swinkham and down Pisher on the other side. And I used to do it all the time. It's um, cycle, well, the other way around from Henley, cycle up Pishill, technically England's longest climb. Okay. Um, 
in length, um, and then you can drop down and fish. It's, it's a wonderful place. So St. Baltus Church, it's a thousand-year-old pilgrim church, uh, situated, say, right adjacent to the Ridgeway Path in a beautiful valley surrounded by fields of sheep in an AONB. And it really is quiet. It is, it is really quiet. And I've got a little bit here about it. I'll try not to rattle too much, but uh, the present church at Swincombe was probably built by Saxon workers under the command of Normans. It's situated on the Ridgeway, uh, once a major road from Avebury in Wiltshire to the Flint Mines of Norfolk. Uh, just prior to the Norman invasion, the lands around Wallingford, including Swincombe, were in the hands of Wigert, a staller to Edward the Confessor. Once Harold had been defeated at the Battle of Hastings, uh, Wigert allied himself with William as William sought to take control of the rest of England. The stained glass windows on the east side of Swinkham Church shows Abbot Herluini, indicating that in the early years uh, of the church, the stone church there, uh, were strong ties to uh, Beck Abbey. So Beck Abbey was a, a Benedictine abbey, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's great. And the other side of the, the uh, hills you've actually got another disused church uh i'll talk about that some other time but that's uh yeah I, I, that's that's over towards that one so anyway the the past yeah, yeah sorry are we in oxfordshire yes we are yeah, so right. we're in east oxfordshire um so uh ba, 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 ba. yeah um so then there's a big climb up to meet the chiltern way so if you look at the map yeah. it crosses Ridgeway crosses the, the road, which is Church Lane, yeah. which is that wonderful cycling climb if you're a road cyclist. It drops down into the middle of a very quiet valley, which in summer I think would be very hot. I think it's quite sheltered there. And then yeah. you've got an enormous climb up into the woods and then up to where it says West, Western End Shore and yeah. Dean Wood. So what the, the walk there at the top, I mean, that, that really is quite high up there. Um, and the Ridgeway as well. Interesting. Yeah. Work, well, I'll get I'll get to that actually. In fact, no, I'll cover that now. It's mm. it's similar to what similar to Wandsdyke. It's a oh, okay. du double embankment and ditch uh, that yeah. runs along the top of the hill. And in fact, we we'll come back to that in a minute. So, following the Ridgeway down to Dean Wood, I met two people here. The first person was a listener to this podcast. <laughs> who, after a brief chat, said, oh, I listened to Wessex Ways. Oh, uh, <laughs> didn't catch his name. Didn't catch his name. So, hello, put your name in the comments. Um, yeah. And another chat, I was flying the drone there. Now, I'm right against the Benson no-fly zone there, so the drone would only go halfway through that field. Okay, yeah. um, but the another guy I met up was called Steve, who's a photographer and drone pilot. Seems yeah. like we're... we're we're breeding somehow and um and steve's great um you know and we were doing a bit of photography together never met him before but just got on over to the right of there over to the east you'll see somewhere called britwell hill yes now britwell hill is a straight deep piece of road um and it was used uh in chitty chitty bang bang the film um yes. and in fact there is a place nearby called Russell's Water, which is to the south east, uh, where the pond is from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as well, uh, where, you know, he drives the car into the, the water and hugs yeah. her and says, like, kiss, and apparently that means you've got to get married. Um, so mm -hmm. going back to 
Britwell Hill. You've got Britwell Hill Farm at the top. I've got a customer up there, a really nice bloke. So follow the Ridgeway down to North Farm, a lovely bit yeah. of uh, track there. Now, the Ridgeway does go off to the right there, but since I was so far from the car, I went left. Uh, and that takes you into yeah. the Icknield Bank Plantation. Yeah. And so I went up, you can see a little path going up towards the open access area uh, above Lower Warren. Now, yeah. that bit there seems to be, there's something there. There's earthworks there. And if you look at the contours, it's on the end of a line of hills. Mm -hmm. I am 99% convinced that was a hill fort possibly Iron Age, yeah. uh, maybe even Bronze Age. And I've looked at the mm. LiDAR of it as well, and sure enough, I think that is actually a, uh, a hill fort. And it, it overlooks the villages of Britwell, Salome, and Uelm, and, and, and mm. it's got a, a very good all-round view. I think you've got to sort of mentally remove the trees that are there. I think yeah. it would have been probably uh, no trees there at the time affording views in every direction and sure enough well, you can look to the north all the way up to Wallington Hill and places like that so I had lunch there and the views there are fantastic so anyone who wants to go there there is a car park at the bottom it's a very steep walk up through the woods but crucially it's a short walk so uh, you know if anyone wants that uh, if anyone needs us to pinpoint that location um, I'm very happy to do that yeah. um, and then I walked back um, along that earthwork to the east yeah. so this is the one that you pointed out a few minutes ago and as i say it it seems there's something there so you've got a, a double bank and ditch going along the top of sort of this peninsula hill and then at the end of it you've got earthworks in a big triangle shape i did speak to wendy morrison about it a while back who's hill for uh, export deck hill for expert Dr. Wendy Morrison, and she focuses on the Chilterns, and um, yeah. she she looked at it and she thinks, yeah, there could be something there, but she wasn't 100% sure. So, and there I basically backtracked the way I came all the way back down to Nuffield Church, and the uh, the downs became the ups, and uh, the the ups became the downs basically. So uh, it's a it's a lot of climbing. It's about just under 500 meters of climbing over a walk that's mm. probably no no more than about 12 13 kilometers so it's yeah. it's it's a tough old walk that one yeah, and i don't think i want to do it in the winter um yeah. but yeah it's, it's given me a bit of inspiration i mean we've got you know we've got the elevating wiltshire book out at the moment so anyone wants to buy a book uh, look up elevating wiltshire um but i quite like to do elevating chilterns or something like that i don't know i'm, I'm starting to get a bit yeah. of a taste for aerial photography of the Chilterns, and I'm just wondering if I should be doing more of it. Yeah. But, um, I know, yeah. I wonder if you could combine it with, like, well, yeah, I guess because you've got everything. There's so many things there. I mean, the Icknield Way yeah. is a fascination, mm. I think, in in some ways. Um, this huge railway, the um, I made a bit of a video about it. No. Um, the, the, prob mm. the problem is, you've got three obstacles to aerial photography there. Um, you've got RAF bases. Yeah. You've got National Trust places, so all the way along there. So you've got Watlington Hill. Um, you know, you can follow the Ridgeway all the way up to the end. Ivinghoe Beacon is National Trust, so that's out. Uh, and then you've also got there's a prison at uh, Nuffield, and uh, you know, it's, there's lots of 
stately homes and obviously you've got checkers and you know it's 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 a bit of a minefield flying there because yeah. the Chilterns are there's a lot going on whereas the Berkshire Downs are all open and you know it's a bit easier just to stick the drone up and, and take some pictures yeah. so but I'd quite like to do it and obviously you've got the you know the benefit of the Thames being there as well so it would be yeah I think I think I think there's something there I'd, I'd quite like to do it hmm. well hmm. I'd yeah oh, and stuff, that was my really walk cool. that was my walk lovely mm. very nice indeed yep. um got, you, cool. I assume you've got a couple of pics we can all see heady so we can stick them on for the youtube yeah um i got i got some again flying was limited um yeah. i got some pic pictures of the churches um yeah. they came out quite well so i'll put those and i got just mobile phone shots of the golf course and where yeah. i was for lunch yeah. so yeah where people who'd watch this so far I've probably seen those already but uh yeah not a problem at all okay, cool. so should we, should we have a quick um quick comment section before we disappear yeah yeah let's do that so i've got them here right I, i've not got them up so i'll rely on you and i shall listen I've got to them up. The, the so yeah there's before. a lot of comments so um okay so let's go through these uh so endless underscore spiral on youtube bless Thanks for the mention. I find everything you guys do really interesting. Thanks for sharing all with us, doing what you do. Thought we we're about to discuss the love of bottoms on here again. Yeah. Okay. So we do. We have up till now we haven't mentioned bottoms. Let's <laughs> go on. Um, yeah. Ian Fleming six zero two seven basically saying hope you feel better again soon, Paul. Um, you're not drinking beer though, are you? So I'm maybe not, you're not one hundred percent. I don't know why not. I think Rebecca's drunk. Yeah. yeah, Rebecca bought me a bunch and she drunk them. Rude. But um, yeah, some outpouring for you again. Hi, uh, Paul and Hadley. Interesting podcast, and not as usual. I hope you're feeling better real soon, Paul. Uh, I found the Roman mosaics one very interesting. That was good. And uh, thanks for reading out my boring comment again. <laughs> so there we go. We're getting some. I'm seeing some regulars now. It's brilliant. Um, have a look. Uh, Okay, and Barry Bollard, another regular, 1408, uh, saying, glad you found the LHR cannon, so Heathrow uh, cannon, um, and yeah. avoided a career-limiting arrest, yeah. So I, there was a, there's a cannon by the road uh, on the yeah. northern perimeter road of Heathrow, and I wanted to go and find it, but I had to warn the police in advance that if they see a, an obese middle-aged man jumping into a bush, it's, it's nothing uh, malicious. Yeah. Um it looks like gun bases could develop into one of Paul's videos. And then he said, regarding Terminal 5, in 2003, BAA produced a short video for schools called An Historical Explanation of the Land Beneath T5. Mm -hmm. um, so given its audience, it's a bit superficial, but we have it in BAA's film and video archive. So try and get a copy to me, and he did, and it's really good. Oh, great. Um, Ian D. Dalton Great Sunday morning watch, sat in the garden with a cup of coffee. Brilliant. Nice one, Ian. Um, he said, did you see the bloodstone on your walk, Headley? No, I didn't. So this is going back to um, the Bratton Camp walk. Um, oh, yeah. We, we were told about it, but we didn't visit it. Um, okay. Bad Paul is feeling better now. Oh, you people love you. Um, Thanks, everyone. You're look. very kind. You're very kind for looking out for my welfare. Yeah. Love to you all. Yeah. Yeah. Graham Allen, thanks for the tip about the 3D NLS. That is brilliant, the, oh. the map system, isn't it? Yeah. That is, I had a look at that. So you've got 
on one side you've got lidar and on the other side you've got like ordnance survey and you can slide oh, no, it no, it gets better brilliant. than that it gets better than that if really you, yeah just go to any map layer of yeah. an old map on in national library yeah. of scotland have it as a whole page yeah right just one, yeah. one map click on yeah. 3d yeah oh. then click on exaggerate right and you exaggerate as much as possible and what you're looking yeah. at is an old map like you would do but you're looking at it using lidar information right so you're not looking at wow. the lidar but you are looking at the 3d yeah. nature of the lidar exaggerated so you can just fly wow. like, you could then tilt it so you can like literally yeah. look at like it. you can sit on the landscape and you can see all these features yeah. like a hill fort or a a ditch or bank or whatever it's just wonderful yeah oh my god you get yeah. you get lost for hours yeah yeah uh right well i'll try that one. <laughs> malcolm richardson 3881 um he's found it an interesting discussion he says given recent uh, revelations elsewhere it raises the issue of who should take responsibility for the care and cataloging of historic artifacts uh, such as prehistoric hill figures and Roman mosaics. What role can or should amateur enthusiasts play? Yeah, yeah, difficult, isn't it? Certainly, um, yeah, you know, historic England record everything humanly possible, don't they? You can submit things, yeah. can't you? But, yeah, uh, yeah, fascinating, good, interesting discussion that would be. This is an interesting one. So, uh, Keith M six zero three. Many thanks for your YouTubers recommendations last time. So this was WC21 and yep. Sam walks a lot. Yep. He says they're fantastic channels. Yep. Um, he says he now subscribes to both of them. Uh, and he says any more recommendation of any channels would be appreciated. Okay. And, and he says actually perhaps invite some of these people onto the show occasionally. So maybe we should reach out to them and see if mm. they want to come on. We haven't had anyone else on yet. We've been trying to get one person on and <laughs> none of our schedules seem to tie up. Well, that, you know, but, I, 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 that's never going to happen, is it? Let's face it. We, we, it no, it will. Amazing, it, right? will. It, it will. It will. It will. Fingers crossed. It, 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 um, um, it, it, and without revealing their name or anything like that, if you're a local artist that paints <laughs> my work, <laughs> maybe we should try and get this in the diary right the trouble is we've brilliant four people's diaries we're trying to to sink i know it's hard work. i know yeah yeah so that's a good point and i think again to put in the comment section if anyone's got any good recommendations for youtube channels obviously paul but uh, and myself i got one too mm. um yeah i mean but um yeah, any recommendations yeah yeah relevant to the stuff we talk about please let us know in the comments because then paul and i can subscribe to them and we can see other people subscribe to them as well so, um barry conway headley's been busy at work uh he's put if you know you know i think that relates to the nats outage yeah okay <laughs> regarding scouring the white horse i always think it's disappointing that there's not some archaic locally you know locally unique word for this maybe have to invent one good idea I like Barry. Um, Chris H5319. Thanks both. Some lovely images, Eddie. Thank you, Chris. I'm off to look up cannon and trig points and benchmarks. Brilliant. Yeah, gun end of base, everybody. Gun end yeah. of base. Uh, um, right, interest. Uh, so this is Philip Bellew9645. Hello, Philip. Interesting chat covering an area where I walk a lot. So that'll probably be Bratton, um, including all those ups and downs. 
that NLS, NLS uh, news has set up a new rabbit hole to disappear down yeah. for many hours. Yep. Take care of flying the drone anywhere near Earl Stoke as the prison is trying to stop over the security fence delivery service. Oh, crikey. Uh, hope Paul's bars of doom recede and the COVID goes away. Yes, okay. And I think we'll finish on Stuart Bridger, 5177, uh, who says, reference uh, Witchwood beer. Oh, Witchwood beer. We're losing Witchwood. And the Ruby is the original Hobgoblin rebranded. So... Just to explain that, I said that how I missed Hobgoblin and I didn't like the new ruby stuff and the new gold stuff. Yeah. But as he's pointed out there, the ruby stuff is the original Hobgoblin, which is why when I took a swig of it last time, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So I'd got it wrong before. But unfortunately, they are disappearing, uh, nice. which would are uh, disappearing. Um, alas, since Marston's basically uh, were acquired by Carlsberg, uh, the brewery shop bar have closed and tours have finished and he says the ipa is, is pretty decent so that's really sad i remember when old speckled hen um well we had moorland in abingdon that closed and uh all the beers went over to green king and they're still nice but they just don't have that kind of that local hoppy taste to them anymore yeah. they're a little bit mass produced and yeah. you you can't artificially recreate that small production line taste on a, on a large production line. Yeah. So, yeah, big shame, big shame. Mm. Sorry to end it on a bad note there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. Right. So, all right, we okay, look forward so, to more comments from the wonderful listeners. And uh, Yes, yeah. definitely. Please comment below. And also, please recommend this. I know it's just two relatively old men, let's face it, we are, um, <laughs> waffling uh, about uh, the Wessex countryside. But we are passionate about this, and, you know, it looks like our listeners are as well. So feel free yeah. to spread the word about Wessex Ways. And uh, the more ideas we can get in the comments as well, the more we can do. Uh, we're never short of things to talk about, but uh, it would be nice to be guided by you. Mm. Thank you very much. Super. All right. We're done, I think, Headley. Cheers, everybody. Yep. Speak to you next time. See Have you a good later. time. Cheers. Bye-bye.